0: This is CliffCentral.com. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Animal Central on CliffCentral.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning from a very, very hot Johannesburg. I don't know where you're based in the country, but in Joburg, we've really been struggling with this heat wave. And, uh, you know, I was hearing this morning that, you know, even our birds suffer from this because it it just gets so hot and with rivers and dams not doing as well as they should – you know, please make sure that your pets have got water and shade and even put out a little bowl of water for your birdies. Now, we've got such an awesome show lined up for you today. Um, last week, Ainsley Hay took over from me. As you know, if you're a regular listener, what I've decided to do is I'll we'll do one week on, one week off. It just helps me a lot because I'm so busy with Canine Zone magazine. And, yeah, I've been doing Animal Central now for a year and a month. And... Uh, I've only actually to this point, well, I missed last week because Ainsley took over, but I needed some time to get my animal uh, magazine, you know, flowing and getting out there. We're also trying to raise funds for shelters. And for those of you who know me, I'm a bit of an animal activist. And uh, this week I have been in quite a foul mood with a whole lot of things that's been happening out there. Um, one of the things, of course, are the dreaded fireworks. I absolutely hate them, and I think most people who love animals do. Now, luckily for me in the West Rand of Johannesburg, we didn't have any fireworks over the sad and silly Guy Fawkes celebration, which, yeah, I don't know why people celebrate that, but anyway. And neither did we have any last night over Diwali. So, you know, hats off to the West Rand. I think a lot of areas have been saying we don't need this. It causes tremendous pain, fear, suffering, injuries, and, and even death to our animals, whether it be dogs and cats, or even our wildlife and our birds. And, you know, one of the interesting things I found out was that it can, they can even cause epileptic fits. I didn't know that. But uh, people who have asthma, it can affect their chest, you know, the gunpowder and the, the fumes, or whatever you would call it, um, and people with epilepsy. So it's not just our animals that suffer. And, and I really think that we we need to wake up and realize that there are better ways to have fun than to let off these loud bangs and crackers and, and of course New Year's Eve's on the way. So I think we all just need to sit down and say, let's band together on this and just you know, throw them away. Don't buy them. Just don't do it. It's it's that easy. I was actually looking at the Explosives Act number twenty six of nineteen fifty six. Now, this says it is unlawful to, to discharge any fireworks in any building, public thoroughfare, or any public place or resort without prior written permission from the local authority. Now, obviously, these are public firework displays, and I know there's a lot that happens on the beaches, especially in Cape Town. And, uh, yeah, I was very sad to see this morning that Mercedes-Benz is running a firework display every day this week at the FNB Stadium in the south. So, come on, guys. I don't know. I think that, you know, big business that, that does this kind of thing really should consider what they are doing to the animals, to the people and to the environment. Now, when it comes to personally setting off, you know, fireworks on your private property, um, and yeah, we're referring to domestic properties, uh, from, and setting off shop bought fireworks. Whether or not it's illegal to set off fireworks on a person's own property, it is governed by the local bylaws. Now, in some some areas, no fireworks may be set off at any time without written permission from your authorities. And, you know, the wish is that that applies everywhere in the country. And in other areas, it is permitted to set off on specific dates between certain times. So please check your local bylaws. Make sure that you're safe when you're doing if. If you really have to settle fireworks, make sure you're safe because I actually had a look at um, a news uh, uh, cutting that I came across that said a huge fire broke out in Cape Town on Thursday and continued burning into Friday because, again, of fireworks. Um, So it really can do a lot of damage, especially dangerous in informal settlements, especially dangerous anywhere with these thatched buildings, um, in, in, near Felts, where, where, things can set a light. So, you know, just don't do it. It's, it's not worth it. And I have a couple of points here that I found doing my research yesterday. And, and let me give you a couple of them just to make you think a little bit. And I'd love your feedback. I mean, if you want to give me a call, I'm on 0861 Or you can send us a message via Twitter, which is, of course, at CliffCentral.com. On Facebook, we are on Cliff Central. And then our WeChat ID is Cliff Central. You can also send us a message on WeChat. So you just tap connect and then you go msg to show Okay, so here's a couple of points. Um, People get killed manufacturing fireworks, and the mortality rate of gunpowder explosion burns in factory incidents is extremely high. The sad part of this is that child labor is still being used in the manufacture of, of fireworks in India and in China. So this boils down to slavery. So if you're buying fireworks, you're supporting slavery. Um, nearly half of the fireworks produced in China fail to meet basic quality and safety standards. So I don't know. Do you want to take that risk? Do you want to have your children out there and let off these fireworks when they're not even safe? Um, now, Irresponsible and criminal use of fireworks poses a danger to people using them and obviously innocent members of the, of the public. And interestingly enough, that rockets and sparklers accounted for most of the injuries seen in emergency departments. Um, sparklers are, of course, those little goodies that you set. And I know if you go to a restaurant, your birthday, they put one in. But even they can be dangerous because the sparks can ignite an item of clothing that you're wearing or something like that. Now, did you know that explosions, especially these big loud bangs, can cause deafness? can dam- damage your eardrums. As I said before on this um, uh, research that I did, we talked about epileptics. It can cause seizures. It can cause asthma attacks. Um, and using fireworks, of course, near animals is incredibly cruel and inhumane. I saw a story this week of a, a dog. A firework was thrown. The dog thought it was a toy, ran after it, got it in his mouth, and unfortunately, it blew up in his face, and and the dog didn't make it, which is just tragic. Um There's been lots and lots of stories, horrible stories of animals impaling themselves, trying to get over fences, trying to, you know, jump through plate glass windows. You know, I can go on and on and on. The list I have in front of me probably has about a 100 points as to why we shouldn't do fireworks. So come on guys, you know, let's, let's get with it. Let's move with the times. We don't need it. We can have fun in many, many other ways rather than going out there supporting this child labor industry and, uh, and harming the environment and animals and humans at the same time. Then something else that I saw in the newspaper yesterday that made me think, and and uh, what on earth is going on here? You know, we've spoken a lot about hunting, and especially with Cecil the lion story. We also had the ladies here from um, Campaign Against Canned Lion Hunting. We've all seen the video Blood Lions, the movie Blood Lions, rather. And in the news this morning, they were saying that, Hunters from the United States and South Africa's Department of Environmental Affairs, let's call them the DEA, are meeting this week behind closed doors at a resort near Polakwani. The whole reason for this meeting is to plan what to do with Africa's wildlife. Can you believe it? Journalists have been told they're not welcome. ...at this meeting and who is in this meeting with the DEA but pro-hunting groups from the United States. Go figure. So we are actually sitting down, our Department of Environmental Affairs are sitting down with pro-hunting groups from the United States to work out what to do with our animals. Now, I pause there (laughs) because this is just insane... As far as I know, there's no representatives there from um, conservation units, from organizations like the NSPCA. This is simply government meeting with pro-hunting organizations from the USA who, of course, bring lots of money into our country to hunt our wildlife. Um, this four-day conference, it's being called the African Wildlife Consult. Uh, consultation Forum. It's being run jointly by the DEA and the Safari Club International, which is the USA's biggest and most influential hunting fraternity. Now, from a leaked agenda, it's clear that the gathering is aimed at building an African pro-hunting lobby at this uh, for the forthcoming meeting of the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species. And this, of course, is scheduled for Johannesburg next year. I don't know what you think about this, but, you know, hunting doesn't help our communities. Hunting doesn't put money into the pockets of the poor. Hunting literally strips our wildlife. And it's all done to make money. Again, to put money into the pockets of the already rich, because you have to be rich in order to come here and hunt, and uh, and to put money into uh, government departments, you know. and who knows where that goes. Sorry, a couple of weeks ago when we spoke about this, someone phoned in and complained about me and said that I, my show is very one-sided with regards to hunting. Just want to say this. This is Animal Central. Our show is about conservation. It's about protection of our animals, whether it's domestic animals or wild animals. You know, perhaps one of the other hosts will look at the side of the pro-hunting campaigners. But for my show, no, we don't need to let very wealthy people from overseas come into our country and kill our lions, kill our rhinos and um, it's just not on but anyway, now I'm going to actually break a little bit for a short song because the next guest that I have in is already starting to talk in case you hear him. When I come back we're going to be talking to Dee Hendricks she's from Brainy Birds and she's got Mickey and Pepper in studio with us. They are both beautiful, I don't know if I can call them parrots but they are Cockatoo and a parrot, they are beautiful So when we get back, we're going to talk A little bit about birds And um, yes I'm sure we're going to get uh, Mickey To give his two cents worth, unfortunately He didn't seem to like Duncan very much This morning, so. But hopefully we'll, we'll have peace in the studio. We'll be right back after this. We're back now and I've got Dee Hendricks in studio. She's from Brainy Birds. Now Dee was on carte blanche this last week when they spoke about the sale of exotic Pets in in our pet stores. Dee, welcome. Thank you so much for coming today. I'm, I'm really, really grateful to have you here. And Dee has brought Mickey and Pepper with, and I was absolutely gobsmacked because outside the studio, I've never actually in my whole life held a parrot or a cockatoo or anything like that and Mickey's you were saying earlier that they either like people or they don't people like people and Mickey came and sat on my lap and snuggled into my chest and it was so incredible what an experience on the other hand Mickey didn't like Duncan who's my producer (laughs) he of course says it's because Mickey's white (laughs) But um, I think that, you know, we've all had a look at them And and in the break now, Mickey was dancing to the song like I've never seen I don't know that parrots had rhythm, but they certainly do Dee, let's start at the beginning What is Brainy Birds? What do you do?
1: Sharon, first of all, thank you for inviting us onto the show Brainy Birds is a rescue and rehabilitation centre We help people with these birds. When people buy these birds, they have no education. They have no idea of what they're getting into. It's Mm. not a puppy. It's not a cat. These birds will never be domesticated. And they get sold at humongous amounts of money. Mm. And they get sold with just a bag of black sunflower seed. Here's your bird. Off you go. No problems whatsoever. But these birds are very like humans. They bite. They scream, they perform when they don't get attention. They're actually two-year-olds. On another point, they live up to the age of 60, 70 years. Now imagine all the attention you have to give a two-year-old. The kind of food you have Mm. to introduce to your two-year-old. And that's the same as these birds. These birds cannot live on just seed. The nutrients in just seed... Is nothing compared to what they get in the wild. In the wild, they eat berries, they eat leaves, they eat bark, they eat little hojos in the ground. Mm-hmm. The diet is humongous. Now, we take them away and we just give them seeds. They start suffering. They start getting anxious and they start getting... Nippy, they bite They start pulling their feathers out And then we wonder why Yes, Then we don't like the bird anymore Because now the bird is biting He's starting to look terrible Because he's plucking his feathers Right. So we start ignoring them And then the issue becomes worse Because the bird is social Birds live in flocks And they mate with one person Or they bond with one person Not mate, bond
0: I was just going to say No, that's it, sorry about that Maybe that's the problem That wanted you
1: (laughs) They bond with a person like they do in the wild And then they've got the family which is their flock And in this family everybody should respect the bird and the bird But then they start, like I say, looking terrible And Mm -hmm. they move them further away from the house They really start screaming for attention And that's when they come to us But by that time the bird is mentally terribly upset Mm -hmm. And um, the people have had enough when they get to us, they're angry, they're plucked, they're not in a good space at all. We have to rehabilitate these birds. Yes. Rehabilitation can take anything from six months to six years. It's not a matter of tomorrow I've changed your diet, yes. tomorrow you're going to be in a better place. I have to teach this bird to trust people again. When that trust is broken in humans, it takes a very long time.
0: Yes, to, to, to come right again And I suppose that rehabilitation period would depend on the individual bird And the damage that's been done
1: Absolutely, absolutely okay.
0: Let's just go to, to Mickey and Pepper that are here um, What is Mickey? What species Mi- is he?
1: Mickey is a, um, a cockatoo He's a sulfur-crested cockatoo um, He's a little bit of a mutilator He was on a very bad diet of mainly seeds, and um, also he was bored. He came from a good home, but not a home that was educated, actually. Okay. So a lot of times he got a lot of attention, but his diet was seed-based. When his blood test came back, he had fatty liver disease. Oh. Now, fatty liver disease is caused by sunflower seeds, which contains a lot of fat, and very little nutrients. Then the bird starts feeling bad. And you know when you eat a loaf of bread and a slab of chocolate three times a day? Yes. You feel sluggish. Yes. You feel horrible. Now, that's how the bird feels. Now, he cannot tell you, I feel terrible. He has to show you. He starts picking his feathers out and he starts eating himself up. Then you think, now, what's wrong with the bird? People forget that these birds need to go to the vet. If the bird has a problem... Take him to the vet, do the necessary blood test, and get the education about what the bird should be eating. Yes, yes. And if the problem is not that, then it could be a mental problem. He's not getting enough stimulation from you, or the kids are teasing him, or right, the dogs is right. a the problem. Their problems is very, very broad. It's not just little things. Yes. Everything can affect these birds.
0: Goodness me! Now, Mickey, a cockatoo. Where does he um, originate from? He is obviously an exotic.
1: Most of the cockatoos come from Australia, as we know. They fly wild in Australia. They're actually a pest there. Oh, really? Yes, they're absolutely a pest there because of these screams. They got very high-pitched screams, and flocks, and they destroy a lot of crops.
0: Goodness! So, so how does this chain work? People would go there and trap them. And import them into South Africa.
1: Unfortunately, a lot of that is happening, and I don't know if you've seen a while ago. There were thousands of these birds mm. exported and yes. found at an airport, stuffed in bottles yes,
0: I for saw export that.
1: market. Now that's one way of doing it, and I find it's extremely cruel. You cannot take these birds out of the wild and domesticate them. These birds will always be wild. They're not um, domesticated birds, or right. they not can't be right. domesticated. Then a lot goes into breeding. You know, breeding starts, we call it backyard breeding. I don't know what to call it. But you get a bird, you, th- you find the bird is bored, you think the bird is bored, you get another friend for the bird, and then you decide, okay, let's get another. And eventually you think, well, they've laid eggs, let's have babies. Mm-hmm. And one mm-hmm. thing leads to another, and more and more of these birds get bred. And then they get sold to pet shops. But when these birds are bred, already their diets are wrong. And already they're in a bad place yes. of money. Right. Money is the big Always. problem. Always. You cannot put, again, I've said it, I say it every time, a life animal. You cannot put that life on money. No. That's you cannot put money. a price on its no. head. No. And then people get bored and then they want to sell them on gum tree. Or they put them in a cage. On the internet and say, for sale, 500 rand, we've mm-hmm. had enough yes. kind of thing. Yes. That's not how these animals should be treated at all. I am totally against
0: it. No, absolutely, Dee. And I mean, if you think about it, every single pet shop that you go to, well, most of them. Um, I'm not talking to the about the wonderful vet pet stores. Um, and, and I'm not going to mention a name, but there's a pet store on the West Rand that's always got these little babies there. And you were saying earlier that they actually force feed them. To make them quicker, you know, easier to sell, to get them big as quick as possible to sell.
1: Well, not just big. They try and sell them as quickly as possible, Mm. take them away from the parents, sell them as quickly as possible to get their money. They sold with a a, a tiny, tiny little bird with a tube that they feed down the bird's throat. So
0: force feeding. It's force
1: feeding, Mm. like foie gras. That is cruel. A lot of shops are starting to do that And why? Because the trade They've got to get more birds in They've got to breed Mm, more birds mm. And you just take your bird with a little tube And some baby food And you stick it down the throat And start feeding the bird That bird can die If you don't know how to do it You can drown the bird And you can cause a big tear And the bird will die it is oh,
0: cruelty, an incredible pain. I would imagine
1: absolutely.
0: And again, you know, it's just for money. Let's quickly get them sold. It gets. Let's get more in. And I think, you know, people people love having pets, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, pets make our lives worthwhile. They they make us happy. They 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 do so much for us. It's even been proven that it, they can improve our health, lower blood pressure, that sort of thing. But I think we've got to just think a little bit. And, and say, where's the education? Stop the sale through pet stores that don't give the right advice. It's just, there's the bird, take it off you go. There really needs to be some kind of, you know, some kind of check out there, um, that stops this. But now let's look at Pepper quickly. Now what is Pepper? Pepper is a beautiful green, red and blue bird.
1: Pepper is the Eclectus. Um, they're one of the few birds that you can actually say the male is green mm-hmm. and the Eclectus female is red. Now, they are a lot of fruit eaters. They like their fruit. They come from a country where it's very moist and where it's very fruity.
0: Where do they come from?
1: So, um, um, sorry, just skip the beat there. Yes. <laughs> but in South America, they... They got a lot of moist. They got a bath a lot. They got a lot of fruit to eat. Yes. They got a lot of fruit produce to eat. Um, and here yeah, we stick them in a country where it's very dry. Yes. And again, seed eaters.
0: Okay.
1: He's four years old. He came from a loving home. Unfortunately, the people had split and he, nobody wanted him mm. anymore mm. and he came to us. It's a lot of problems with that as well. People have to move on. They've got to move into a new apartment. Yes, yes. They're not allowed pets there, and the pets get taken, and they got get, they get given over. But
0: as you say, the logistics of, of keeping any of these, well, any pet, in fact, you know, they have specific needs. And, and one of these birds, I mean, they would need space. I would imagine they would need a very large cage. And as you say, the right diet, toys, and and. Companionship.
1: They need an outside garden. Do
0: they? I do
1: not advise people or a lot of people that live in apartments to have these kind of birds. If they do, and the birds are free to roam within the house and live socially, these birds are very destructive. They will eat your house up. Oh, really? My house is permanently (laughs) eaten up. The rafters outside is eaten up. Yes. My furniture is eaten up. When I find a piece of wood, you can be assured it is a goner. So you've got to be careful. And that's another reason why a lot of these birds land up in cages, because they're extremely destructive.
0: But most of them are kept in cages.
1: They shouldn't be kept in cages. They don't need to be kept in cages. If the education is there, these birds can live freely. They can have dinner with you. They can have breakfast with you. They can watch television with you. They've got it. They are social. They are flock birds. They are part of your family. Will you take your two-year-old daughter and stick her in the toilet for the next two years because she's irritating you?
0: No, sure. Well, that's See, exactly... I know that. You're educating me now because, um, you know, I've, when, if I've seen one of them or parrots, you've seen them in a cage. Don't you know? live in cages. They, what, so, uh, what do you mean? That they should have, what, an outside enclosure? I mean, can't they fly away? You know, some
1: of our birds are free-flighted. But the best thing is to do is clip their wings, but have them clipped properly. Not, not ex-, ex, extensively, but if the right person clips the wings well, these birds can have freedom. They're up in the trees, they're all over the garden. You can do cage foraging, which is one of my favorite things. As people that birds are in cages, go out in your garden. Learn about what's in your garden, start cutting branches off. The yes. bottle brush is one of my favorites roses. If it's not sprayed with insecticide, <laughs> make a forest out of your bird's cage. How nice for the bird? Okay. Sitting in his forest he can eat the roses, he can eat the The branches, he can eat the leaves It cleans out his system It makes him smell good And it keeps him extremely happy
0: Now I want to talk a little bit more about that Because that's very interesting uh, to me But we're going to take a short short break And we'll be back after this Christmas is on the way And so is the happiest
1: family event of the year The Parkview Charity Christmas Market At the George Hay Park in Parkview From the 27th to the 29th of November The Christmas Market is a weekend of fun Unique arts and crafts, brilliant gift ideas, kids fun galore, big screen sports, a beer tent and a champagne and oyster bar with continual live music. Parkview Christmas Market for a great time
0: with all proceeds going to charity. This is CliffCentral.com and we're back. I love hearing the Christmas ads. I must admit, I really do. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, the stores are decorated already for Christmas. I love it. It gets you in that whole festive mood. But um, just a quick aside, please, please, please don't go out and buy an exotic pet or, a, or even a kitten or a puppy, you know, from a pet store, or wherever, for uh, as a Christmas gift. If you are looking for a new family member, rather adopt. And as you can hear, you can adopt from a puppy rescue uh, organization kittens even a parrot if you can offer it a really good home and and we'll give you these details later but now I want to go back to what you're saying how they should be kept and and what they would eat but aren't they um so what are you saying that you can actually take your cockatoo whatever and let it free outside it does its thing it's not going to run away or escape or eat something that might be poisonous
1: there is ways and means of doing it. You've oh. got to train your parrot, and it's always got to be under supervision. You go outside, you sit next to the pool, you take your parrot with you, you know your trees and flowers, or get to know your trees and flowers in your garden, Yes. remove what is poisonous, Okay. and let your birds start being outside, walking on the paving, that keeps their nails nice and trimmed, yes. start climbing up a little tree, do some foraging, that keeps their little beaks trimmed, and slowly but surely you get your, you introduce your bird to the outside life. He can walk. All our birds are outside. They live up in the canopy sometimes. Yes. Some of the birds go into the go- tree and they'll call me. Pepper goes into the tree and when he's had enough he'll call me. We've got Oscar, the African grey. He wanders around all day. He goes under the wendy. He makes little nests there. He opens the cages for all the females and lets them out.
0: (laughs) That's incredible.
1: But always under supervision and always clipped wings and you can train them. But definitely. I mean, that, it's that's such a again,
0: beautiful... Yeah, where, where education comes in, isn't it? Because even me, who's been working with, okay, dogs predominantly, but I've never seen that. I've only ever seen them in a little cage somewhere in someone's house.
1: Why do you want a bird in a cage, never comes out, mm. bites and screams? Yes. Why would you want What's that What's the bird? point? What's the point?
0: Yeah. Goodness, but that's that's incredible that you can actually do that and just let them. And then obviously bring them in at night.
1: Let them have dinner with you. Let (laughs) them share your breakfast with you.
0: Yes. We've got
1: 40 birds in the sanctuary. And when we have, my husband does a bit of studying. There's always a bird studying with him. There's always a bird having breakfast with us. There's always a bird in and out with us. There's a bird that travels with me. These birds traveled with me today.
0: They love it. Always under
1: supervision and with training. Why not?
0: Absolutely. And and you say you've personally got forty now in your in your in um, our rescue, rescue uh, shelter. That's right. Um, do they all get along?
1: You know, their cages are territorial. They sleep in their cages. That is their little sacred space, like mm. your bedroom. Yes. You don't like people wandering in and out your bedroom. The same with the birds. When they are new. On mutual ground, they've got a big play stand outside, you can put them all there and you can see how they interact or if one bird doesn't feel like interacting, you'll yes. move away. Now and again there's a little bit of a tiff but most of the time the bird will just move off. You never force it. They decide who they, they want to interact yes, with yes. and when they want to interact.
0: And now I have to ask this. So if you've got one of these guys in your house and you're letting it do its own thing, and I have to ask, what about the poop? <laughs> do they go in a specific place or are you going to be vacuuming all the time? Okay.
1: I have these baskets that the birds have traveled on. Those are actually potty baskets. Oh. They potty train. Some of the birds, we've got quite a few. Um, with so many birds, I cannot potty train every single one of them. But some of the birds that we had in the earlier days, they come inside, I put the basket in the middle of the floor, mm-hmm. and they will run to the basket and do their poop, and then they'll go off again. Oh,
0: my word.
1: It's something I cannot teach people over the phone. They have to come and see how it's done. Yes. And it's the easiest, easier thing you can do if you're diligent about it. Um. And within seven days, in seven days, a habit
0: can change. It's done. And you can actually do that. Yes. because uh, just to explain to people listening, Dee has got two wicker baskets here. Um, and of course, Pepper sitting on the handle of the one. And yes, I noticed that there was poop inside. So these are actually their toilets. <laughs> and That's correct. Um, I just want to quickly, Dee, we've got a message in here from, uh, Sebeko. He's saying, but isn't clipping wings the worst form? Of abuse, aren't birds meant to fly? Otherwise, they'd all be chickens. Okay, that's a
1: very interesting question. How can we set these birds through? Three, they're exotic animals. We buy them, we stick them in cages. How cruel is that? Mm. Instead of clipping three little wings that is not dangerous and giving them freedom, where do we go with that?
0: Because if, of course, if you gave them freedom, they would die. Because they would
1: die. They're not made to live in no. South Africa. They're not made to live in cages. No. So why don't we not give them that little bit of freedom by doing a little bit of a trim, correctly, by the way. By a vet. And they can still fly, they glide. It doesn't mean they cannot fly at all. And
0: is it D or does it grow back?
1: No, it grows back again. But you've got to do it at the right time and you've got to know what you're doing. You can't just take a scissors and snip all their wings off. Yes.
0: That is cruelty. So a vet's got to do it.
1: Absolutely.
0: So it's kind of like taking a battery out of an airplane engine or something like that provisionally just to keep them safe. You can have
1: free flighted birds as well. There's harnesses. A lot of people um, I've known quite a few clients that have trained their birds with harnesses. It's like a little strap that you strap around the bird, and then you can train your bird with a harness. Yes. I prefer that absolutely, but in South Africa, unfortunately, we live with a lot of doors and windows open. Mm. The minute the doors open, a minute the windows open, that birdie will take flight unless you leave him in his cage. How nice is that. Mm. And when he takes flight, find his keepers. Unfortunately,
0: sure. oh sure, you often see lost, lost parrot, lost uh, cockatoo, whatever the case may be, and and of course, I mean, I have to ask this: uh, Do they have natural predators here? I mean, surely our owls and you know uh, eagles possibly would, yes. would take them. Absolutely, absolutely, we do have those natural predators.
1: And like I said again, under supervision. Mm. You can't put the bird outside, go inside, go and in bath, go and cook or whatever. There's neighbours' cats around, there is sure. predators, birds,
0: there's all kind of things always under supervision. Right. And now with children, that's another thing, mm. I guess that again, under supervision, because children can be quite rough with animals if they're not raised to respect animals. How are they with children? You
1: know, these birds should not be handled by children. Very, very few children. There's a lot of people that buy these birds for their children. The children is four, five, six years old. They've seen the little birds at some of these shows where you keep a little jar and the bird eats the nectar or the bird, mm-hmm. and it's very cute. So the kids keep nagging and nagging. I want a birdie. I want a birdie. You go off because you're sick and tired of the kids nagging. You go and buy this birdie. That birdie is not going to like the kid because the kid is not educated on how to train the bird, yes, on yes. what to do with a bird. And that's where a lot of bird lands up with us as well. Because that birdie is not that birdie that was trained mm, to mm. climb on your hand like these birds
0: are yes.
1: and to eat that nectar mm. from you.
0: But isn't this always the, the problem, Dee, with, with any animal? Is that the emotions are there. I want, I want, I want. You know, either as a gift for the child or whatever the case. Maybe it's a new hobby or whatever. But then, as you say, lack of education, people bring these animals into their houses, and then suddenly there's a problem, and we don't want it anymore. This is why our shelters are full. Forget about hobby.
1: Forget about buying these animals for your children. They always get bored. End of story. Keep them busy. Give them a computer game. That's what they're interested in. Not a live animal. Yeah. No, please. no,
0: t- you know, rather take them out, take them to volunteer at a shelter.
1: Excellent idea, know? let them come and work, mm. learn about these animals and then decide if you are a bird person if or not. Yes. We get a lot of adults, they want to buy a bird, but they're not sure what they want to get and they're not sure what it takes to own a bird. They're starting to do their homework, they're starting to realize it's a very long-term Commitment. So please do your homework first. Come and work at our shelter. We love people visiting, and learn about them. They're fantastic companions to have.
0: No, absolutely. As as we were saying, you know they're wonderful to to keep. But uh, that's such a great idea. In fact, if you're looking to bring any pet into your house, just stop. Go and. Um, volunteer, take your kids with you, whether it's a puppy or kitten shelter, whether it's um, uh, brainy birds, whether it's a reptile um, rescue center, whatever the case may be. Let them go and put in the time, get educated, and then see if they still want one. I think that's the best bet. Dee, thank you so much for coming in today. I really appreciate it. Now, how can people get hold of you? We've got a
1: website, it's brainybirds.co.za, and then we've got the Facebook page. We're on Twitter as well, but when you go onto our Facebook page, all the clicks are there, all the login material is there, um, and please try and support the birds. Absolutely. We need great support. We're the only rescue at the moment, and we're going through tough, tough times. Please join our pages, learn about the birds, phone me, and come and visit our facilities.
0: Absolutely and uh, you can adopt from you as well so don't go out and buy from a pet store rather adopt one. Dee thanks again. So that was Dee from Brainy Birds. We've Quickly, we're trying to get our next guest on the line. We've had a bit of a problem connecting with her this morning, and I don't think she's actually on the line yet. No, Duncan, not yet. So, Dee, we're going to actually carry on with you for a little okay. bit. Okay. But we're actually running out of time, so I don't know if we will be able to still speak to um, our next guest. Dee, just a, a quick one um, that I wanted to find out, as I said now, if you want to adopt one of these beautiful, beautiful creatures, how does it work? Do they come to you? Is there adoption fee? How, how does your whole adoption process work?
1: Okay, I'm glad you asked that because people tend to send me a message and say, I want to adopt a bird. When can I come and pick him up? Mm. It does not work like that. These birds... Have been abused. They're not young birds. They come from various backgrounds. They've been teased. Not all of them are adoptable. Some of them have been through very little trauma. Some of them have been through no trauma. But what I need to do, people, is to come and visit. Come and meet the birds. And what happens in our cases, birds normally choose their mates. They normally choose their friends, like we've seen in the show this morning. <laughs> yes. Mickey was friendly with a lot of people. And the next minute, <laughs> he just didn't didn't walked like Duncan. in and he just didn't <laughs> like the look of Duncan. And he attacked him. That is what birds do. Come and work there. And then we take the uh, The the adoption process further
0: Okay There is
1: an adoption fee For these birds Of course there is Because I have taken them I have fixed them up Sometimes five years Sometimes two years Mm. Depends from bird to bird These birds cost a lot of money to keep Not a bag of six rand 95 sunflower seeds No it cost us a fortune to maintain these birds. So it could be anything from 200 rand to 16,000 rand. Right, right. Depends on the I kind see, of Mickey's bird. I see Mickey's
0: trying to give his two cents worth in there. Hello, Mickey. <laughs> say hello. Will he say hello for us? Hello, Mickey. No, Mickey said hello enough quiet. this morning. <laughs> no, Thank you so very much again for coming in And I'm definitely going to come out of this December holiday period And come and visit Because I think I've bonded with Mickey Maybe I'll end up with yet another rescue in my house But now we're quickly going to cross to Tanya morgan Now sadly we we battled to get Tanya on the line this morning So we've literally only got 10 minutes with her Tanya is the MD of ProMeal, Who um, I went to their wonderful launch last week Thursday And I just wanted to speak to Tanya Because she told us something Such amazing things about what ProMeal and Boss actually do. Tanya, are you there? I am. Sorry about that. Hi, Tanya. No problem. It's just we're probably going to have to keep it shorter than I would have loved to have done. Tanya, last week's event where you relaunched um, BAS Dog Food, I was amazed because I actually saw you stand there in front of everybody in the media, open a tin of of your dog food and eat it. I've never seen yes. an MD <laughs> of a company do that before. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, you know, our
2: quality standards are exceedingly high and Yesterday we actually got a nutritional analysis on a whole lot of food and it was confirmed again with the nutritionals. So... We, we have a very stringent food safety program that we run, and we've received British retail consortium accreditation. And every morning we do a product panel, and myself and the Ops guy taste the food, and we also have a pet nutritionist, and yesterday we, we were doing the same thing again. So it just, I suppose, it's it's part and parcel of what we're passionate about. Yes. And, and it's also, it gives a, a lot of peace of mind, I think, to pet owners knowing that the the there's a lot of integrity with certain manufacturers manufacturers in terms of what we what we do with our product
0: right right and tanya now the event that you had last week that was to well to relaunch boss with new packaging and a whole lot yes um, yes tell us a bit about that and then i also wanted to find out we were chatting that day and you told me about the amazing outreach programs that you do in your community
2: Yes, yeah, so so basically we relaunched Boss. we we reformulated the recipe as well it's, it's now got rice in it as well um, and, and we, we've also launched Life Stages um, it's complete nutrition with peak protection, so it gives animal owners um, a peace of mind that their dog is getting complete balanced meal in a can and there's also dry dog food as well so they can do the dry and wet feeding right. um, and the peak protection provides a shiny Skin and coat, uh, healthy digestion, improved immune systems, st- strong teeth and bones, and also vitality. Um, so, and that comes in puppy, adult, and senior. Um, often people don't realize that animals become senior or dogs become senior at seven years old. Right. And th- those products have got added vitamins and minerals for joints because often the animals are, you know, especially larger dogs struggle with their, their hips and their joints yes, at that age. Yes.
0: Tanya are you there? No, nope, we've lost Tanya. Gosh, but anyway, just talking about that. Yes, they did this we had this wonderful And morning. also the oh, adults there? the
2: mature viewers.
0: I am here. Sorry Tanya, we I think we lost you for a second there. You're back. Okay.
2: Um, Technology is always a, ch- a challenge Always a challenge, uh, isn't it?
0: <laughs> the, the mature
2: variants are also low in calories Because dogs become more sedentary um, So it's it's really a fantastic range At some point we'd love to do more education With regards to consumers being able to understand Pet nutritional labels um, So that's something we hope to do in the near future And we're very excited about the ARC um, CSR program That we're
0: supporting Yes, because of course at the event You had all the ARC puppies there
2: Yes, yes. Um, you, you know, so we've got this Boss uh, Dog dog Food with Peak Protection and we also feel that protection for animals in terms of responsible pet ownership is really important, which is why we're driving this um, initiative with the puppy shelter in Johannesburg. Um, ARC look after um, they take in, um, they rescue puppies as well as pregnant um, mothers. Yes. Um, and, and we feel it really important uh, that they then look for good homes and and they um, they spay the animals before they find the new homes and so forth. It's a really good cause, so we're very excited to be able to help them.
0: Absolutely, and I think we're going to get them into the studio. I'm um, hoping for a week after next, because they do amazing um, work. They really, really do. And now you were also saying out in in the Cape, so you, the, you do you get involved in quite a few uh, community yes. outreach yes. programs.
2: We, we do, we donate a fair amount of dog food to more than just the two um, outreach programs that we officially sponsor. The two official um, uh um, outreach programs are ARC in Johannesburg and SA Mast in Cape Town. And then we do do ad hoc donations, um, you know, based on historical relationships with smaller shelters.
0: That's fantastic, Tanya, because, you know, we always say on the show, it's so important for especially, uh, you know, pet food manufacturers, you know, any company involved in the pet industry to give back. Um, so, so is that something that Pro Meal Boss has always done and that you're going to continue to do?
2: It's, it's something the company has historically done and it's something we want to build on going forward. Our approach is very, um, is very non-traditional and we're spending far more money on outreach programs on the ground than we are on traditional, um, kind of above the line advertising. We believe that, you know, making a difference on the ground is, is more important.
0: Absolutely. Cause I mean, your company's been going and, and certainly Boss has been going for a long time.
2: Yeah, the company's been around for over 20 years. It started off as an animal feeds company. And then in 2005, um, the Overberg Agri Group um, purchased the company. And our holding company is, is an agricultural business with farmers. So, you know, the link to the farmers and animals and, and Mother Nature and the earth mm. is very strong. So sustainability, giving back and caring for animals is a strong part of our our DNA.
0: Absolutely, I mean, there's so many wonderful brands on the market, but it's always so nice to see that there's a brand um, like Bass that is such good quality but also affordable.
2: Absolutely. Um, again, I was overwhelmed. I can't go into all the detail now. We will be starting to do an education program with with pet owners in terms of what to look for in labels, but not
0: all, not mm. all. Tanya, you've cut off again. Are you there? Yep, we seem to have lost her again. This connection is. And we're very, uh, very proud of what we did. Did you get that? I didn't. You we disappeared into the ether again. (laughs) I can hear you, Tanya. Okay. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Where did where did you lose me? Um, I'm actually not quite sure. You were saying that not all foods are the same. Yes, not all foods are
2: equal. Can you hear me still? Yes, I can. And it's important that we educate pet owners, uh, you know, what to look for in terms of the nutritionals on the label. We'll be driving that. And we're very proud to be able to offer such good, complete nutrition at a really affordable price.
0: Absolutely. Tanya, thank you so very, very much. We're actually doing a, a little article on, on the your products and the launch in the December issue of Canine Zone magazine. So don't miss that. That will be out on December the 15th. And, Tanya, thank you so much again. And thanks for a wonderful event last week. I had a ball, one of the nicest events I've been to, and I've been to quite a few so thank, thank you, you so much. much thank you for the
2: support and thank you for giving no. Arc some exposure as well I hope that people in, in no, cutting definitely. will, will we- adopt a pet instead of going you know elsewhere
0: for sure we're going to get Candice and Tracy in week after next Tanya thank you again
2: thank you bye
0: bye and with that, I think we've run out of time. Just a quick reminder that the current issue of Canine Zone magazine is now on shelves at Woolworths Pick and Pay, Spa, CNA, exclusive books, and selected pet stores. Please go and get a copy. We This issue, we focus on the Scottish Terrier. Been so exciting this week getting our December issue, which in fact is our Bulldog issue, which is going to be great. We really need your support. Um, this magazine is the only magazine for dog owners in the country and you know it's always so much fun dealing with all these people that absolutely love their fur kids well well, I won't be back next week next week Ainsley Hay will be uh, hosting the show I will be back again week after I think that's the 25th in the meantime you go out there take care of your wonderful pets remember to be an activist you know if we all stand together we can really really make a difference we're going to play out with Rock the Blues Away which is something I desperately need this week by one of my favourite bands AC/DC. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the 25th. Bye for now. This is CliffCentral.com.